Welcome to the Self-Made Writers Podcast. I'm Kim Anderson from KimAndersonConsulting.com, and I'm here to give you your regular dose of writing adrenaline. online content creation, we all know things change, right? Things change, things evolve. Back in the day, blogs used to be kind of personal journals. And then as, you know, the internet grew, it became more important to be able to kind of add helpful content to the internet. And it was less about personal journals or stories and people's um, attention shifted to the way that they used the internet and how they use blogs. And so, you know, we're kind of always as business owners trying to be aware of like the market and how things are changing. And I think that in the nine, almost 10 years um, that I've been in the game, it's, it's just so interesting to see how things evolve. And, you know, one of those things I think is always just this pressure of should I be doing something other than writing on a website or writing a blog? Um, like to be able to stay relevant, to be able to keep up with how things change. And, you know, one of those elements of like, is this something I should add to what I'm doing? Podcasting. Um, because, you know, it's becoming more and more popular. So is video. But, you know, every other week there's a new social media platform coming out that we all know about. I mean, you know, like now TikTok's a thing. Um, I mean, I know it's been a thing, but <laughs> before that, you know, it wasn't necessarily like, it wasn't around. It wasn't a top player. It wasn't Instagram. It wasn't Facebook. It wasn't any of these like major platforms. Um, and so I think a lot of it is rooted in fear of missing out. And so if you are a person who's listening to this episode and you saw the title and you thought to yourself, yeah, I mean, I, I've considered doing a podcast, but I don't know if it's right for me. Um, I don't really know how it really relates to my writing or like my platform that I'm building, you know, or if you're a person who's really considering it, but you haven't pulled the trigger yet. Um, I just want to take this time to really talk about like, what do podcasts and writers, like, how does that kind of mix? Like, how does it work? Right? Because one is clearly writing <laughs> and the other is talking. And so you may say to yourself, well, I'm a writer, not a talker. I got into this because I'm an introvert. That's all fine and dandy. Um, but I want to kind of hit this because I do think that there are a lot of people who consider podcasting as another content creation strategy. And I want to help you decide if it's actually something that you should do or if it's something that you should, you know, ignore, essentially. And so it's really it's such an interesting thing. Like the reason that I kind of got the idea for this episode was um, I've been watching like old 90s shows a lot lately uh, having been a 90s kid. And um, I've been watching a lot of Frasier um, lately. And it was really funny because if you don't know this, the show, and maybe you do know the show. So Frasier is this um, psychiatrist who lives in Seattle. Um, you would have originally seen him on Cheers <laughs> um, back in the day. But, you know, he lives in Seattle. His brother is also a psychiatrist. 
and he has, um, Frazier has his own radio show. But sort of the fun, funny thing about the show is that these guys who are two brothers, they're super wealthy. Um, you know, they kind of live this very privileged lifestyle, uh, but they are also very competitive as brothers. And so usually like when one brother gets these like good opportunities, then the other brother tries to like outdo them. And in this one particular episode, it was interesting because, um, like I said, Frazier has a radio show where he talks about, you know, he like takes callers who ask him questions and he answers their like psychology questions and things. And so that kind of is his fame and his brother doesn't actually have that. Um, but at some point his brother gets this gig where he gets to write about like, like, I guess like in the newspaper, um, like his own column that is about kind of like art in Seattle, like the art scene in Seattle. And he's super thrilled, but his brother Frazier is really jealous about this. And so Frazier goes to the station manager's daughter, um, who he runs into in a coffee shop and sort of flirts with her in hopes that um, by flirting with her and, you know, connecting with her, that he can ask her eventually who's, you know, her mother is the um, like producer or something like that, or station owner, if he can have another show that is about basically like the same stuff that his brother is writing about in the paper. So the art scene, you know, all the like frou-frou rich people things to do in town, basically. And, you know, at the end of the episode, um, he doesn't get it. And the station manager doesn't give him the opportunity. And he and his brother, you know, are kind of lamenting at the end of the episode, like not being able to do this thing that they want to be able to do, um, you know, where they would be able to be these kind of like local experts or like share this thing they're passionate about or whatever, because the radio station controls the microphone. And I was kind of laughing at the end of that, you know, because when you flash, like fast, fast forward to today, uh, that's not really an, an issue anymore. I mean, you know, podcasting and technology has advanced so much that like, if you are excited about anything, practically, you can make a podcast about it and you can publish it and the overhead with which to do it is like low. And um, you don't need anybody's really permission to do it as long as you're not talking about like, things that would be like illegal to talk about or whatever. Um, but at least in the United States, like you can freely create your own podcast and you can talk about whatever you want. You know, over the years, I remember back in the day, like when Lost used to be on that show, um, there were like a whole podcast dedicated to talking about the episodes. And now I know like The Office, the people from The Office have made their own podcast. And, you know, I listen to this podcast that has Will Arnett and Jason Bateman, you know, like anybody who has anything to say or want to geek out about something can create a podcast. And that is so different than the opportunities, obviously, that people had back then. But, you know, like they had to have permission, like they had to have someone give them permission and give them access to be able to do something like that. Um, whereas these days, we have so much opportunity for being self-made everything, self-made writers, self-made talk show hosts, like self-made, uh, you know, 
radio shows if we want. Like we can do what we want because self-publishing is so widespread and all these podcasting apps and stuff just make it easy to do and gives everybody a spot to be able to create content. And it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, I had a thrifty little mom podcast for several years and I really enjoyed making that with one of my best friends. Um, and that played into, you know, as part of being able to get a book contract or being able to pitch to a publisher, you know, you have to, you have to spend time in your book proposal really convincing them that you have a platform and, you know, beyond just the blog, beyond just the email list, you know, they look at the kind of everything as a whole picture and podcasting is a really interesting content platform because writing is amazing. And yes, you can 100% connect with readers through writing. We know this. I mean, like, if you have authors you love, you love them because you love the way that they write and, you know, um, you love the way that their books make you feel or you love how they write or whatever, but it makes you a fan of that person, right? And that works. But there's just something a little bit different about having someone who can hear your voice and um, like kind of feel like they're having almost like a mental conversation with you. And... It's interesting, you know, because uh, I'm guilty of this as well, but like the more you listen to someone um, week after week, the more you feel like you know that person, even though they may not necessarily know you. And that's like the whole psychology a lot of times behind creating podcasts is that you are able to give an audience a sense of like, no and trust in a different way than writing. And so when you're looking at you know, whether or not you want to do a podcast, there are definitely some things to take into consideration. Like if you're wanting to get traditionally published, podcasting may be, you know, an important platform for you to work on building because it does create like no interest. You know, you can count the number of downloads that you get every month and present that and pitch that to a publisher. Um, and again, this episode is not just geared towards people who are looking to do tra traditional publishing. It's anybody who's building like a platform, building a business, and they're looking for strategies that stay kind of up to date and um, keep them um, relevant, essentially. And so um, based on that Fraser episode, I wanted to create this episode and just have this really interesting conversation about the power that you do have and asking yourself whether that's worth the time and investment for you personally. So bottom line is number one, anytime that you think about taking on something new, you really should ask yourself, how does this new thing serve the goals that you have for your business or the reason that your business exists? Because I've had plenty of conversations where somebody would say, like coaching conversation, where somebody would say, well, I could do a podcast. And I always pause there and I say, do you want to do a podcast? And does it make sense for the goals that you have? Or is it a distraction? Like, is this a squirrel that you're chasing, essentially? Um, and that's always the first question that you ask yourself. Like, take a minute and ask yourself, how does the weekly creation of a podcast benefit your business and does it and does it make sense for the type of audience you're trying to attract if you are a DIY blogger whose main thing is that you do tutorials you know video is probably the better use of your time than podcasting um, and 
and it's not in every case that that's the situation because I know like when my husband got started doing YouTube for his maker size channel, um, you know, we had made friends with some other makers and they ended up doing a podcast um, together. And like, but their podcast had a lot to do with, it was more like motivational, um, you know, they were kind of on a level of celebrity based on their YouTube channels. And so it was more just like, stuff for their fan base um, to listen to, to be entertained. And that's kind of similar to like when I listen to um, the Jason Bateman podcast that I've been subscribing to, like when I listen to that, like it's just pure entertainment of listening to these people that I like to watch on TV talk about the industry. They interview interesting actors like Tom Hanks and all these people that I'm also fans of. And I find it just curious to hear more behind the scenes and like hear their like funny interactions and things like that. So there are different reasons why people would listen to different podcasts. And so I didn't want you to feel like if you're a DIY blogger, podcasting is out for you because there's clearly reasons why you could do a podcast if you were in the making space, DIY space. There's there's really space for anybody. It just depends on like what you're going for. And I think that a lot of people are going for just a different way to connect with their audience because in that case, you know, those guys, a lot of their audience works out in their garages and they might be working on some woodworking projects or something and want to listen to them gab versus having to, to pause, you know, the actual project that they're working on and go watch a video or whatever. It's just a different way for them to reach their audience. So Bottom line is, anytime you think about taking on something new, really ask how it serves and does it make sense for what you're doing. You know, how is that podcast going to eventually make you money? It may not make you money initially, but what is the profit motive behind starting a podcast? I think that's the right question to ask. Um, If you don't have a profit motive and you're doing it as a passion project or as a hobby, that's cool too. But for business purposes and whether you're going to take time out of your daily business time to do it, does it serve your profit motive? Um, next step is to ask yourself, is that the right outlet? Like I just said for DIYers, maybe making a video might be more efficient use of your time. So you need to ask yourself if that's the right outlet for the audience that you have or the audience you're trying to get. Um, like, are they there? Are they listening to podcasts? Is what you're talking about something that they're going to be interested in sitting down and listening to or not sitting down and listening to it, but like, can they listen to it while they commute? And like, is it a topic that is audibly tangible? Like, can they hear it and learn from it or gain entertainment from it versus having to see it, if that makes sense? The next question is, do you have time? So, you know, where some people might say, I run into this a lot with um, my clients is they say, I really want to start making videos. And I'm like, great. Um But videos compared to podcasting really requires a lot more equipment And videos also require a lot more time. Um, And videos require a lot more prep work. So for me, I tend to live in the world of like minimum viable products a lot of the time. Like what what can I do that has the most impact for the least amount of work? And for me, that's podcasting, because even though sometimes I do publish videos, like if it's easier, convenient, um, like especially with interviews or things like that, like I'll give that a go. But most of the time, like videos really require... You know, they require you to um, set up your environment, to set up your microphone, to set up a camera. Uh, a lot of people, especially women, feel the need to put on like an outfit, put on makeup, do something to prep for that production. 
And that's really time intensive. I know like with my husband, with him having a YouTube channel, like putting out a video a week was like hardcore and it wasn't always easy because, you know, there's so much work that goes into number one, creating the content in the video, editing that, keywording that, uploading that, like it's so much to be able to just get one thing out. And so if video serves you, that's probably fine, but um, podcasting may be simpler because nobody has to see you. Um, people just have to hear your voice. And there's not a lot, like you're not really worried about the environment. The main thing is being able to like create your script, turn on your microphone and record. Like I'm sitting here today and I'm batch recording episodes, um, you know, back to back. And it doesn't matter like that I'm wearing the same outfit in every video because I'm not making any videos. Um, and it doesn't matter, you know, like what my desk looks like because nobody's seeing my desk. And it doesn't even matter if I'm wearing makeup or have my hair done or anything along those lines that I might intentionally do for a video because I'm just recording my voice. Uh, and so it's easier just to kind of do that for me. Um, I feel like it's effective because when I think about my audience, like when I think about you guys that are listening to this, I know that you're busy. I know that listening to a podcast for you is probably popping on one earphone while you're standing over the sink doing dishes or you're folding laundry or whatever you need to do. And like trying to sit down and watch a video for you, you might do during work time when you're trying to learn to do something. But me putting this in video format doesn't necessarily serve you because I know me, I would have a hard time sitting down and watching a video. I would just listen to the audio. Um, so if I'm going to do it, for me, podcasting makes a lot of sense. And so again, the time piece of that puzzle is like podcasting uh, is does require time because you're going to need to sit down and kind of outline your episode and then you're going to have to record it and then do a little bit of editing. Like at this point... I am well practiced enough in podcasting that editing is pretty quick uh, for me. I can also delegate it to my assistant, but not everybody has that ability unless you have like a teenager who can do it for you or a spouse who can do like the editing and stuff for you really quick, um, which is one you know thing you might want to consider if you're thinking about doing a podcast is like, do you have somebody in your life that can help you like streamline that and help you edit it more quickly than maybe you would do or have to get on a learning curve for Um but yeah, and, and episodes, generally speaking, are anywhere from like, just depending on what you're doing, you know, it can be 10 minutes all the way to an hour. And you have to think about the amount of time people have. So like when you listen to this podcast, you'll notice that these episodes, unless it's an interview, they're usually like 15 minutes minimum, 45 maximum. But that's just because you know, I'm trying to keep it as concise as possible because I know that you guys don't have a lot of time, like that you're very busy um, and that you're probably listening to this while you're doing something else. Uh, so the question is, do you have enough time? Next is how important is that like, no and trust variable to the brand that you're building? And so for me, um, with Thrifty Little Mom and trying to be at the time, like a personal finance expert, like that was important. And I if you're in my Trex program, you kind of know how I define different types of blogs. There's a lifestyle blog, there's a niche lifestyle blog, and there's niche blogs. And a lot of times I find that people who are niche lifestyle blogs, which means that you have a focus on something specific that the people that who are reading or whatever that they identify with. So that could be it could be boho fashion, it could be farmhouse 
living, you know, like these kind of things where it's like there's this real focus and identity that kind of goes along with what you what you talk about. And even with the niches, you know, if what you're talking about is really specific but is conducive to podcasting, that can work. Also, if you are a person who is doing some kind of coaching or service-based business, podcasting can be very important to you because the nature of what you're doing is trying to get people to trust you enough to pay you to give them help, right? So, um, or to like you enough, whatever, to be confident enough in you to pay you money to help them with whatever their problem is that you help solve or guide them or lead them in. And so generally speaking, if you have a lifestyle blog, you can pull off a podcast because you can do lifestyle topics. Like it can be like a talk show. Um, but as far as like purpose of like, know, and trust, you know, if you're a person who's trying to be an expert in something, if you're a person who is trying to have a consulting business, a service-based business, podcasting can be very, very, very important to that because you are getting into a situation where those audience members start to feel like they know you, like you, and trust you over the course of listening to your voice for a period of time. And that can make them a lot more comfortable with pulling the trigger on buying your book or your course or you know, um, your services or whatever it may be. And so these are the kind of things that you want to consider is like how important is the like, know, and trust value that people get from podcasting to your brand? Because if you're a person who says, I'm an introvert, I like, I really don't want to be a personality. Like what I would like to do is just, you know, write this lifestyle blog, publish whenever I want, or, you know, I want to write this niche blog about crafting and I don't really want, like, I don't have any, intentions of service space. I just want to be a content creator and I just want to put out blog articles and I want to work on gaining um, money from traffic and from sponsored content and from all this stuff, then podcasting may not be, you know, integral at all to what you're doing. It would just be a distraction and it would be you saying, oh, this is what everybody's doing. So I'm going to do it. And you don't want to do anything because everybody else is doing it. If you're a legit business, it always needs to come back to, is this like, is there a profit motive behind these actions, this time that I'm spending here? Do I know that there is a possibility for a return? And if so, what is that return? Um, what are those opportunities? And in podcasting, it might be, you know, people buying your course, buying your book, um, setting up a call with you, setting up a point with you, joining the program that you have, um, you know, buying the book that you're about to publish, whatever it may be, like there are different reasons why the podcast would support that profit motive that you have. It could be that you have a good um, relationship with a brand and you want to have a sponsor for the podcast. There's all kinds of things that you can do uh, to be able to have a profit motive behind a podcast, but you just need to make sure it makes sense for the business you're building and for your personality and for the time that you have. Um, and I did mention this before, like if you listened to the Blythe Daniel episode where I interviewed my agent, you know, we talked about the different things that traditional traditional publishers are still looking for in finding, you know, authors that they want to work with to publish and being able to build these kind of diverse platforms can really help your numbers, right? Because they're looking to see, can you market this book? Because you know, the publisher does not have as much influence as you do. I mean, they might be able to get your book in bookstores, which nobody goes to anymore most of the time. But as far as like, 
you know, their ability to get your book in front of people is kind of limited by like advertising or whatever. And the most compelling thing that you can do is have an audience that like knows and trusts you enough to buy the book that you publish. And so that's compelling when they're looking at the different data when they're trying to decide like is this person worth rolling the dice on like is this person worth investing you know our um our money in upfront to produce this book because they have a platform that um you know can help promote the book because when you're a tra- traditionally published author just like a self-published author it's still on you like the marketing is on you i mean they will do what they can to help you but like the launch, all that stuff is a lot going to come down to the audience you've built. And those sales are going to come from the people that follow you. So, you know, as far as non, non, um, nonfiction books go. So there's a lot to consider, you know, when you're deciding whether or not podcasting is something that you really, really want to do, or if it's something that you should add to your content creation strategy. And, you know, if anything that I've said today, like really resonates with you, and it makes you feel more confident with starting a podcast, I just want to let you know that I do have a Just Start Podcasting class in my courses that teaches you how to start a podcast from scratch in about two weeks. Um, it really walks you through every step of that journey, like from pre-planning to hosting to like the, you know, simple materials. And for me, my goal is always to help you guys try to keep your overhead as low as possible. So when I teach a class, my objective is not to get you to like make this recording studio in your garage with all of my affiliate links. It is to help you like get started as quickly and cheaply as humanly possible because you're trying to build a business and you're trying to keep your expenses, um, you know, as low as possible as you're getting things off the ground so that all makes sense in the end. So if you've been thinking about podcasting and the idea of like trying to find all the startup information from the internet seems overwhelming, I've got it all in one place. And it's very simple to follow. I've had a lot of great feedback about my class and people like the ease of use and just being able to get it done and get started. Um, And so I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes. If you want to check it out, you can also go to KimAndersonConsultant.com and visit my courses tab um, and you'll find it listed in my shop there. But, um, you know, podcasting is a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Uh, You know, I think a lot of people who go into podcasting are like, I don't like the sound of my voice. And I didn't either. Like back in the day when I started first doing videos and audio clips and stuff for a different job that I had, like I loathed hearing myself talk. But over time, I just got over it. And I realized like, you know, there may be people who listen to this podcast who hate the sound of my voice. And that's okay. They don't have to listen. (laughs) And there's people who say that like, oh, your voice is very calming or whatever. There's plenty of podcasts that I listen to over the years that I just can't listen to because I mean, I love the person, but their voice just drives me crazy. And that's just, you know, that's a, that's a person to person situation. Everybody kind of has different uh, quirks or things that bother them or whatever. Um, And you just have to kind of go with it and trust that like there is an audience out there for you that will like the sound of your voice and enjoy the information that you do have to share. So Uh, I hope you guys have found this um, episode really helpful. If you've been considering starting a podcast, if you've been on the fence about starting one, um, just helping you make a more informed decision about whether it's right for you as a writer. And so I hope that you guys have just an amazing week and I'll talk to you guys next time. And whatever you do this week, just keep writing.